With a country divided, the republic at risk, and morality being redefined, it's time to gather around the campfire, get back to basics, and spark the revival that this country so desperately needs. This is the American Campfire Revival with Kirk Cameron. Wanted to talk with you a little bit, first of all, about last night. What, what, a, what a fun uh, time I had talking with you, and I completely forgot about the frog. <laughs> and I know some of you were freaking out, and I didn't realize that until I was reading your comments later. But some of you were genuinely concerned that I was, I was boiling a frog on our campfire. Well, listen, I, I want you to know that uh, no frogs were hurt in the filming of that video. In fact, I've got my little frog right here. In fact, uh, I'll show him to you. He's just a piece of wood. That's all he was. That's all it was. It was just an illustration. So uh, no, no, no frogs were harmed in, in, in that video. And I, and I also talked about castration, of all things. Well, I talked about taxation is castration. And I, and I trust that you know what I mean when I said that, because it's true. You know, you, you take, uh, what incentive does a man have to work uh, when everything that he works for is taken away, or the majority of it is taken away and used for purposes against that which he believes and, and he doesn't have enough to provide for his own family and, and help his, his friends and his neighbors, right? All, I mean, you just, you feel like you, a, a weakling without power, without will, without strength and drive effectively, um, he's been stripped of, of, of all that he needs to be able to be the man that God's called him to be. So, I have a friend, uh, I mentioned to you before, his name's Jay Janssen, and uh, he challenged me a little bit on that uh, talk about taxation. And he said, but Jesus said that it is appropriate for the government to require taxes. After all, Jesus said when he was asked, is it right for us to pay taxes to Caesar? Jesus said, render under Caesar that which belongs to Caesar. And so, absolutely, that's right. I am not against paying taxes. And it's great when our taxes are used for building roads and bridges and aircraft carriers and providing clean water. Those things are great. But when it goes too far and historically governments begin to grab more and more power and more of your property and more of your money in the form of taxes, that's when it becomes problematic and you lose your strength, you lose your ability to provide for your family. And then he becomes your dad and then the government becomes your daddy. The government becomes your provider, your protector, because you can't provide and protect anymore. It's all been, all your strength's been taken away from you in the form of taxes. That's the idea. And I trust you, uh, you know exactly what I'm saying. Um, but he had some great challenges for me. Um, also, uh, Dr. Marshall Foster, who wrote the American Covenant book that we've been going through, he said, you know, President James Madison also had a very important idea about property. And last night we talked about this question, who owns your property? Is it you? Is it God? Or is it the government? And we talked about our money being our property because that's what we... Uh, um, it's what we've earned. It's what we own. Our land, we have our physical property, but there's another very special property we've begin, been given, and that is our conscience. Our conscience, which is our internal property. Conscience comes from two words, con and science. Con means with, science means knowledge. And so you and I have been given a special knowledge 
from God, informed by his word in the Bible, and we can make decisions morally and ethically with knowledge that it is right and true and noble and good. And historically, those who love to uh, acquire power, government, force, love to be able to also steal away the people's internal property, which is their conscience. Because if they can steal away from you that precious, valuable knowledge of what is right and moral and good, i.e. if they can say, don't listen to what you think about the value of stuff you know is right, like protecting life in the womb, no, no, don't, don't think about that. No. In fact, we're going to steal that away from you. We're going to tell you that you're wrong. We're going to tell you that you are, are, uh, you're, you're, you're hateful. We're going to say that you're a bigot. We're going to say that, that you are upside down backwards and Neanderthal. And if they can steal away your conscience, your God given knowledge of what is right morally and ethically, and then more than that can actually then take your money to pay for the very things that you know are wrong, then you lose that internal strength, that internal strength of of character and conviction and, and resolve to fight for what is good and right and noble and true. And if they can take that away from you, the internal property of your conscience, it becomes much, much easier for them to then simply just snatch away your external properties, your money and your land because inside you've already been gutted. You've already been turned, you've been turned into a eunuch already if they can steal your internal property as well. And the same goes with, with education. Um, Jay had, had pointed out to me that he, he said this. He said, family used to be responsible for their children's education. Now, that doesn't mean everybody had school inside of their home. Uh, there, there was one such a thing as public schools where you had a local schoolhouse and everybody would pitch in and you'd, you'd, you'd send your kids to a schoolhouse. But you knew what was being teached and some of the parents would be teachers. This is a lot like modern day homeschooling where y- you have parent-led education. But slowly, we've been heated in the water of government schools, government education, and our collective brains have been boiled so people believe what the elite government educators tell us to think rather than what God and the Bible tell us to think. Right? Collectively, we're like that frog that I had in the, in the, in the, in the water. And slowly over the last 40, 50 years, they've told us that there is no God, that we're just an accident. We're the result of a, of a cosmic explosion and a process of random chance and time and survival of the fittest. And it's a process that never had you in mind. Hey guys, it's Kirk here. Did you know that another option to traditional insurance even exists out there? I get that it may come as a surprise since we're so conditioned to think traditional insurance is our only option, but that's simply not true. My family has been using Christian healthcare ministries over the last several years, and I cannot recommend them enough to other like-minded believers looking to do things differently than what we've been told to do. 
CHM is the faith-based alternative to insurance. And most importantly, with CHM, we know that our money is going to help other fellow Christians when they're in need. And this is how we like to steward our dollars when it comes to healthcare. Are you tired of your healthcare the same old way and want to do things the better way? I highly recommend you start by checking out CHM and see if this is an option that could work for your family's healthcare. It does for ours. It's not harder, but it's different in the best way. Learn more today by visiting chministries.org forward slash Kirk Cameron. Again, that's chministries.org forward slash Kirk Cameron. Ultimately, you have no, no transcendent meaning. You have no uh, uh, eternal value. And that ultimately guts morality and truth as meaningless. And therefore, your identity can just be, be basically, be, you can make it up, whatever you want. No wonder we're in the mess that we're in today. Rather than telling us to think precisely what God thinks and what he tells us to think in his word and how to live in his world. That's what we need to get back to. This is the way that our forefathers and our foremothers uh, thought and the way that they, they, they taught their kids. This also uh, applies to the history that we've been learning. Jay said this, he said, when history becomes man's story, when history, hear that again, when history becomes all about man's story and what man has done and what man is doing, where where he is going and, 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 and man is the hero, instead of God's story, his story, history, his is his story and what he's doing and who he is and what he is accomplishing. And he is allowing us to be a part of what he is accomplishing. When we throw that out and replace history with being all about man's story, that's when people pick and choose the so-called facts of history to fit their own agenda. Boy, that sure happened, right? The rewriting of history. Boy, this is just, we can experience this in our own lifetime. Just look at last year, 2020. Can you think of how people have made the story of 2020 all about man and what he's doing rather than, or a man and what he's doing rather than what, who God is and what he's been doing? And then cherry picking the facts and, and bits and pieces of the truth and half truths and exaggerations of the truth in order to fit their own political agenda and narrative? Wow. If that's not the truth. History has got to be about God's story and what he's doing and what he's showing us and what he's accomplishing. And he's doing it in our lifetime. And when we, we blindly bow down and we obey those who deny the absolute truth of God's word, who never lies, and they substitute it for the absolute rule of a man-centered, godless philosophy, that's when we have problems. Big problems. Problems. When we ignore God and we put corporate man on the throne and say, 
government is the absolute authority. We are to submit to the authorities that God has put in place. And that's why it's so, what a blessing it is that in our country, in the United States of America, we get to choose our leaders and those in authority. And even better than that, we don't ever have a king of America. We are the kings. That's what citizens means. Co-kings. The ultimate authority in the United States is we, the people. The first three words in the Constitution. And we voluntarily submit to the highest law of the land, which is that Constitution. And that itself is subjugated to the Judeo-Christian principles in the word of God, the law of God. And that's what has been the source of our blessing and our freedom. And we cannot change that framework. We cannot change that foundation. If we do, we'll lose everything. And I firmly believe, brothers and sisters, it's up to the family of faith to rebuild the foundation to repair the breach in the wall, to repave the the paths that lead us to our future and our hope. And God goes before us and he is with us and he's watching our back. And what he is looking for, I believe, as I read in the Bible and I see throughout history, is people who are willing to humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways and seek him with all of their heart. And then he will, will respond in mercy and power and forgive us our sins, hear our prayers, and heal our land. So God bless you for what you're doing. God bless you for uh, spreading the word, for starting conversations, doing whatever it takes, and um, just really honored to be with you tonight. Thanks for joining me. Thank you for listening to the American Campfire Revival Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. If you'd like to learn more and join the movement, visit KirkCameron.com. 